Welcome to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Listen and grow as Dell questions the status quo, encourages you to think differently, and empowers you to make a better life. Get ready as Dell challenges core beliefs, seeks the truth, and reveals the roadmap to the lifestyle you really want. And now your host, multi-millionaire, national award-winning investor, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Del Wamsley. Welcome to the Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Del Wamsley, and it's always working on your financial freedom. Today, my friends, I'm going to start out the show with a little bit of an explanation that I guess I deserve to be forced to give, because I give out a lot of information, and sometimes... Even myself, after 33 years, I forget that you don't know everything and that the assumptions we make when we speak to people leads us sometimes to say things that they don't understand and then misunderstand. So a guy sent me an email yesterday because I had talked the other day about how brokers are constantly trying to make buyers pay too much. They're always working for the seller and they're always trying to talk buyers into paying more than what the property's worth. And uh, then the guy sent me an email and he's saying, well, Del, then why do you own real estate companies? And by the way, just for full disclosure, I own real estate companies in 10 different states. So that's one of the ways I make money on all of this is by helping the people that I teach how to buy real estate. I then help them find the deals that they want to buy. And not I, because I'm not a broker. And um, nor have I ever had a real estate license. Uh, I just bought real estate companies and set them up in different states and got different brokers to work for me. So basically what I need to explain to you is there's really three different business models as far as being in real estate brokerage. And the one I talk about all the time is the listing brokerage model. That model believes that the way you make the most money in real estate, and by the way, it is the way you make the most money as a real estate brokerage firm, is to become a listing brokerage firm, meaning you get to be known as the big dog in that market, whether it's a, a local market. We have, like in your neighborhood area, there's one brokerage firm that's well-known, or a city where there's one brokerage firm that's well-known or a regional or a national firm. So I talk a lot of times about Marcus Milchap sending out these emails um, about stuff that's going on. They are a listing brokerage firm. So the theory is that what you do is you get a bunch of young upstart agents. They're not brokers, they're agents that just got their license and they're young and we put them to work on the phone smiling and dialing and asking people if they'd like to list their property. And to do that, they have to tell the sellers that they're going to get them a good deal. Seller's not going to list with you if you don't get a good, can't offer them the fact you're going to get them a little bit more than the average person's. Why? Because you're paying them anywhere. You're paying them anywhere from 2 to 6% real estate commissions. That could be hundreds of thousands of dollars. So why would you give that away if they can't get you a better deal than you could get on your own by just advertising or going to a discount brokerage firm. So that is the model. Now, that model has some rules in place, right? And the rules are that you have to protect the sellers as best you can, and uh, you're always going to be working for the seller. That's the law. You're, you are representing the seller in the deal. Now, legally, an agent can represent the seller. Legally, the agent can represent a buyer. Legally, believe it or not, an agent can represent 
both at the same time by getting some uh, signed documents that state that they're, you know, both parties are aware that they're representing both parties in the transaction, which is really, I wouldn't say it's an impossibility. It's a possibility. Like we do it, I guess. And you just have to be about as impartial as you can be uh, and, and let the chips fall where they fall. But in most cases, you've got a listing brokerage firm and they're selling to a customer. Uh, you know, a buyer. And that buyer doesn't have representation. That buyer is just represented by themselves. Now, there's another type of brokerage firm, which is the ones I own. They're called buying brokerage firms. And we represent the buyers. What we do is accumulate the buyers on our, as our customers. And then we go out and we look for deals that are out there and we negotiate for them to get the deals. So we will definitely be involved many times with negotiating with a listing brokerage firm's agents, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Our goal is to negotiate the best deal possible for the buyer, whereas their goal is to negotiate the best deal possible for a seller. And sometimes, quite honestly, in the real estate brokerage world, the job is just to get two unrealistic opinions to come close enough together that they can make something that works for both of them. And that actually is many, many times what the transaction's all about, is the broker's just trying to overcome unrealistic expectations on both sides of the transaction. Now, like I said, when it's a strong seller's market, then that goes out the window and the selling brokers are just... They're listing the price and demanding the price. And when it's a strong buyer's market, um, doesn't matter what you list it for. The buyers are making the offers they want to make and uh, seeing if they can find a seller willing to actually do that transaction. So yesterday when I talked about the fact that these buying bro or these selling brokers agencies were bragging about uh, price identification or finding identifying prices, what they're really doing is finding greater fools that were willing to pay too much in this marketplace. Well, buyers, brokers do the same thing, but on the other side of the, of the scale, they do it for the sell, or for the buyers. And their price identification, their price shopping is to find if there's any motivated sellers that are willing to let the price go down. So uh, they're both doing their job. Now, there's a third type of agency, and those are seller agencies, and they basically don't list, don't work for the listing agents, don't work for the buying agents. They, when they get a deal here or there, they can list, they list it. Maybe a reoccurring customer, somebody they sold a house to, might want to let them go ahead and list the house again. Um, but generally, they're just out there servicing. You know, people looking for something, they get it. They, they go after the customer. When they get the customer, then what they do is they go look for deals. Um, anywhere and everywhere they can find these types of deals. Now let's talk about the actual deal. People ask me all the time, how do you get these great deals, Don't People think that these deals just come up. They don't just come up. What happens is really good investors are always looking for what I call motivated sellers, people that are interested in making a deal. Now, once you find that seller, now negotiations can occur. Because up until you find that seller, there really is no negotiations. That's what you have to understand. And so, really, the first thing you have to find is a motivated seller, right? Now, if you don't have a motivated seller, 
then there's no amount of negotiating skills that's going to work. However, I will tell you this. Once you find a motivated seller, then the second part of it is, is that, and by the way, I have these sayings, deals are, you're not looking for a deal, you're looking for a motivated seller. And then step two, uh, you don't find deals, right? You make deals. So the second part of the thing is that you have to, once you find that motivated seller, you have to know how to negotiate and you have to be able to negotiate a good deal. Now that takes skill. And that takes skill in many different ways. One, you have to have the skill and the experience and the knowledge of the market to know what is and isn't fair, to know what has and has not been sold in the past recently in that submarket, uh, to where you could look to and say, hey, in this situation, that over there got sold for this lower price because of those sets of circumstances that you're running into right now. So you look to that, whereas somebody else could look to, well, yeah, during that same time, this over here got sold for a lot more. Go, well, that wasn't the same circumstances. So you have to be able to show that. You have to be able to show the seller that the conditions might be getting worse. Hey, we're going into a rising interest rate uh, market right now. Uh, we're in a situation where as those interest rates go up, prices are going down. So I'm offering you a little bit less than what you'd like today, but a whole lot more than what you're going to get if you wait until next month or six months from now. So you need to get going on this. You know, you need to make this deal. Even if it's a little bit, it's not quite as good as you'd like, still a lot better than you're going to run into if you keep holding out type of a situation. And there's many, many other things. And then you get into the twist. What are the sweeteners? What are the perks in a negotiation? And there's all types of perks. I can tell you some simple ones, like I can close right away. Right. Or I'll pay some of your closing costs uh, or I'm trying to think what other ones it might be. Uh, I'll, I'll get one. I'll assume your loan so you don't have to pay off your loan and pay the penalty, the prepayment penalties. Uh, I bought a deal and I saved the guy like uh, $900,000 $900, in prepayment penalties. And so the guy gave me like $500,000 off for the price of what somebody else was willing to pay him. Right. So the guy was willing to pay $500,000 more, but the guy was going to have to pay this 900000 in prepayment. So my offer, even though it was 500000 less than the other guy's, was still 400000 better for this guy because of that situation. Now, once you get to that, you also get into then really skillful negotiation. And truly skillful, some of the top-end skills in negotiation are things such as using red herrings. A red herring is where you bring something up in a, in a, in a negotiation in the beginning and make it a big deal that in the back of your mind really isn't a big deal. So that you let the seller negotiate the heck out of you to get rid of the red herring. And by the time the guy is done getting rid of the red herring, he's beat up enough that a little price reduction here or there is not going to be a problem to him. Uh, red herring type of negotiation is dangerous because if you're not good at it, if you're not subtle, then the seller could possibly think you're just jacking them around, you're messing with them, you're playing games and so on and so forth. And then I've actually seen people that weren't any good at that type of negotiation try it. And the seller just simply say, I'm not going to sell that guy. I don't care what he, no matter what he's willing to offer me. 
I'm not going with him. He's just too much of a, you know what? Uh, so you got to be careful with that type of negotiations. But the bottom line is, is that until you find a motivated seller, you're not going to be able to negotiate a deal. Second thing you got to run into in this negotiational process is who are you negotiating with? Are you negotiating with the broker or are you negotiating with the seller? Many times the seller would be motivated to do something that you want to offer, but the broker won't let the offer get through to him. You say, well, that's illegal. They legally have to present everything you offer. I've read that a million times, but they don't. All they simply do is they say, hey, look, rely on my rely on my expertise and I can get you a much better deal. Don't even listen to this guy and your offer won't even get through to the seller. So you've got some issues, right? And uh, do you have the seller broker on your side or not on your side is one of the issues you have to worry about in many cases. And I've got a lot of tricks to that, but not enough uh, time here on the radio show to go through all of them. I think that's probably even a two or three hour seminar in and of itself. So remember this, find a motivated seller, then negotiate a deal. We'll take a short break. Be right back with the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. to creating the lifestyle you really want. Keep listening. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show returns in moments. Well, one thing it has meant for us, and we have to compliment you, you've given us our time back. And I say our time because we got married 33 years ago, and we got married in July. Do you know why? Well, that was before I met Lifestyles. I used to work for Ford Motor Company. And with Ford Motor Company, I was uh, in the automotive division. They have shut down during July, the first two weeks of July. So, so you had, had to wait for down, a shutdown to get married? Yes. Yes, he actually Whoa, changed. that's dedication there. <laughs> he made me change our wedding date. It was supposed to be June 15th, and I changed. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> so if I had been in lifestyle, I could have gotten married when I wanted to. <laughs> And the ring would have been bigger. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Ready to get your time back like Vivian and Cornell? Register for the free online workshop at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. You're hearing the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Want more life-changing knowledge? Access our podcast and listen on demand at lifestylesunlimited.com under the radio tab. Now your host, Dell Wamsley. Welcome back to Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Today we've been talking a variety of subjects, and uh, now we're going to go to the mailbag. And got an email from a gentleman uh, that's just signed up uh, as a preferred member. He says, I'm a new preferred member as of October. My son joined at the same time. I'm an accredited. I'm accredited. He is not. Okay. So I admit to some, I admit to some nervousness on the first attempt getting into a deal. How reasonable it is to hope that we might be in the same deal, at least the first one without discussing any specific offer one lead declined to offer a subscription to my son should we consider deals on the smaller side of this at first 
uh, or am I thinking naively and expecting the opportunities with just a few connections? Or am I thinking naively to expect opportunities with just a few connections? I realize now with market conditions changing that I will need many, many connections. All right, so let's sort this out. First of all, when a investor becomes a syndicator, and in our group they're called lead investors, they find out that if they're going to put together a syndication under the the regulation 506B, which is the one most people use, they're not allowed to have more than 35 non-accredited investors in the deal. They can have non-accredited if they're sophisticated. Now, what do you need to be sophisticated? You need to have had enough education to be able to prove that you understand the upside, the downside, the side side of investing in these private placements that are not regulated as tightly as stocks and bonds are. And in this case, how do you become sophisticated? By joining our group and taking multiple classes, graduating from those multiple classes and proving that you now know that information. When you know that information, then you are now sophisticated. So now you can be a non-accredited person and get in a deal if you're sophisticated. But even then, the lead investors, which are the syndicators, are not allowed to have more than 35 35 non-accredited investors. Well, when you go to put together a very large deal, mega millions of dollars, uh, you can't put together small unaccredited investors to get to that $20 million raise. You're going to need big investments from accredited investors to get there. And you're going to need a lot of people. So let's just say you start out and you're not asking for accreditation or non-accreditation. You'll take either. Well, very quickly, you would fill up your 35 non-accredited investors. And this deal may need 100 people to make it work. And if you use up 35 of your non-accredited investment slots, you've now got 65 other slots, but they all have to be accredited. So if this guy got in and he gets in at a point where there's no more non-accredited left, no, his son couldn't get in. So what is the answer? Well, the answer is move quickly on deals and get in before the 35 non-accredited are taken or What's way easier is just get into small deals because small deals don't take that many people to fill them up. And so they don't use up their 35 non-accredited investor slots that quickly or at all in many cases. So that's the way to be able to get into this and not run into that problem. Um, let's see if there's anything else in here. Uh, it, he made a point, and I, I wrote him back about this point. He says, is it an unrealistic to expect that I can find these kind of deals only have met a certain number of people? And the answer is, yeah, that's wrong, even in all, all sides of that. One of the things when you come into Lifestyles Unlimited, there are tens of thousands of investors here. Very easy to meet people. They're all here for the same reason. They all want to talk to everybody and each other. They're, they're very open about what they're here for and what they want to do and what they've done in the past and so forth. And part of your job is to network. And we create environments for networking. We create online environments. We create in-person environments, all different types of things that you can go to, one of which is the Expo, which we're going to have someone come up in the next segment that's from the Expo, going to be one of the presenters, right? But these things are there 
so you can meet lots of people. The typical Lifestyles member knows at least 100 different people that they're close with, close enough to do a deal with. I mean, you got to see a, a broad cross-section of the deals that are available for you to pick the ones that meet your needs. And that's the thing when you're in a passive. You need to pick the deals that meet your needs, not the deals that meet the leads' needs. Beginners here tend to make the mistake of thinking that there's only going to be so many deals and that they're lucky to get into one, which is not the case at all. There are hundreds and hundreds of deals. In fact, like I said, we've got the expo coming up here. And at the expo, we'll have 250 leads that have all rented a table just to get to know you. And we have the giant networking event. Now, let me make you understand this. There might be 500 leads at this meeting. 250 of them bought the tables that are available for them to lay out their presentation material. Now, I've got experts here that will teach you how to do this. Uh, one of the foremost in this area is Madeline Prigine. And Madeline has got hundreds and hundreds of connections when she was a passive. Um, she just is a natural at it. So that's why I talked her into coming on as a mentor for the passives because she was so darn good at it. I wanted her to be able to share some of her expertise and get it out there amongst the rest of you so you could be as successful as she was. I remember I went in the hospital one time, and I was in the hospital on and off for two months. At the end of two months, I went back out to dinner with her and her husband and some other people. And I said, so how's everything going? She goes, well, I got 55 deals. I go, what? She goes, yeah, I did 55 deals in the last two months. I'm like, you did what? Yeah, that's when I knew she she knew how to network. But she had just sold a property and pulled out about $3 million bucks. And she needed the deals to be back in to be able to have the, the uh, depreciation to offset the gain from this deal she made $3 million on. So it was very necessary for her. So she got on it, and she did get on it, 55 deals in two months or something like that, which is an incredible show of what can be done if you put your mind to it. And she put her mind to it, and she got it done. So that's who I have helping you guys learn how to do this. But to the gentleman who wrote in for the email, I guess it's Paul. Paul, you should very easily be able to get into a deal, uh, you and your son both in the same deal. Every single year, we have the largest real estate investor expo in the country. We have it coming up again here February 15th through 18th in Dallas, Texas. And typically, there's like just under 5,000 investors there each year. It's unbelievable. And we have classes and training and networking but one of the neatest things we do is for two days in a row, we take buses out and go see actual multifamily real estate investments. Four uh, properties per day for two days, eight, eight properties total. You could sign up for four. You can sign up for eight. You can do whatever you prefer to do. And the owners of these properties and their staffs will be there, and they will be touring you and answering questions for you. Now, I know... From doing this for 33 years, I started road trips back when just I drove around and showed people my stuff. And people learn more. I mean, there's nothing. You know, they say one picture is a thousand words. Well, one tour is a hundred thousand words. You can't even begin to understand. I've seen people, by going on these road trips, 
completely changed the way they thought about real estate and or if they're already in real estate, completely changed the way they did it because you're able to copy the business models of these people. And they'll answer your questions about how they did what they did. And that's just unheard of. Businesses don't give away their insider secrets, except at Lifestyles Unlimited. So you're going to want to see this. This is the creme de la creme of all real estate educational training you're ever going to run into. It's the Lifestyles Unlimited Expo. And that's on February 15th through 18th. And the part that I'm talking about now is the master tour. Now, with me today is one of the properties we're going to visit. This gentleman's been on the tour before and has either been the best or the second best at about every time he's been on there. He is the creme de la creme. He has been the real estate investor of the year, both locally in the Dallas area, Texas uh, uh, real estate investor of the year, and the NAA, National Apartment Association, real estate investor of the year. So locally, statewide, and nationally, he's been the real estate investor of the year, both 2019-2020. He currently is a lead investor in, um, I guess, nine properties, totaling about 1,300 leads. But he's also a uh, investor in other properties and a co-signer in some of the deals. We call them KPs. So he's in total about 8,000 units altogether. It's got quite a spread out there. Uh, he's been doing this for nine years with us at Lifestyles, retired himself and his wife both. Uh, we're very happy to have with us on the tour and for a few minutes here today, uh, Mr. Kevin Chalmers. Kevin, welcome to the show. Hey, sir. Thanks for having me. So you've done just about everything that can be done in real estate, and uh, you're coming up on another year. Going to go in there and uh, crush this thing, I'm sure, on this uh, master's tour. Uh, what do you got for us to see this year? Uh, we've got a um, another Class B 1970 asset, 186 units. Located in South Irving. Um, first, I want to say thank you. I mean, we've been on a number of these master tours, and e- even before you know we started participating in the master tours. You're you're right. I was I was going to every master tour I could, you know, down in Houston just to learn more. So, not even from a passive perspective, but even even for you know me as an aspiring lead, just to learn from the best of the best. You know, that was uh, just a wealth of knowledge above and beyond. So. Had a lot of fun doing that. Now to be able to turn around and give back and to be able to participate—that's that's a whole nother that's a whole nother level for us. So uh, we're gonna have a good time with the fact that 186 units, 1970 South South Irving, um, about two million dollars in rehab on this one. We bought it uh, November 19, uh, 2019. Excuse me, November 2019, right right before the world went upside down, and uh, two million dollar rehab project. And you know, I think. Part of our education, you know, at Lifestyles is you want to get your rehab done as quick as possible. You know, we always say 90 days. Sometimes it takes longer than that. You know, we're fortunate, obviously, that we were able to get all of the renovation done at this property uh, before everything kind of flipped upside down and COVID hit and stuff. So uh, we hit it right up to 90 days, maybe four months, three or four months, got everything done. And, and so we look forward to showcasing that, you know, this year in February. This that is a testament as a is a process. You got right on it, got it done, and luckily right in and underneath it before COVID shut everything down. So that's great. Um, your previous life before this uh, was a director of engineering. Yes, yes, director of engineering at a very well known you know semiconductor manufacturing you know company up here in the Dallas Fort Worth area. You know, no regrets being with the company, but it's like you always say, you know, what what gets in the way of a 
of a, of a great life as a good life. We, we had a good life. You know, we have a great life now. You know, uh, we own our own businesses. We control our time. We, we've got all of that back. And, um, you know, 18 years is a long time, you know, and I, I don't have any regrets. You know, I, I attribute kind of all of that to getting, you know, me to where I am now. But, man, I sure wish I found Lifestyles Unlimited a lot sooner, you know, than I did. Nine years went by fast. Ten next year, it's just amazing. So it's gone by quick, but it's been the best decision we've ever made. So it, it uh, seems like such a good fit. Wife, uh, Lori, is uh, got HR background. So now that you've got nine properties, I'm sure you've got payroll, huh? We've got, uh, I'd love strike, uh, half a million plus. I forgot what the number is. We're, we're pushing well over that, I think, per year. Uh, we've got 30-plus uh, amazing team members, you know, on our team. We we self-manage, so we own the management company, the property management company, as well as the asset management company. So uh, all of that is under our leadership and ownership, and uh, we've got a great team behind us. We look forward to getting there. We've got to go. They're going to cut us off here real quick. And by the way, you've done an excellent job, so I'm really excited to see the property you're going to have available for us this year. And for the rest of you out there, you do not want to miss Kevin's product because it's incredible, just like he is. As always, it's not the money, it's the lifestyle. Have a wonderful day. We'll see you tomorrow. Listening to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Want more of Dell's unconventional wisdom? Go to lifestylesunlimited.com and click the radio tab. Listen to past shows, hear podcasts on demand, and find out how you can change your life today. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show is part of the Lifestyles Unlimited Radio Network. The information and opinions you hear on the Del Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Del Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Del Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Del Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.